skincare enthusiasts of the world, welcome to The Natural Dialogue, a podcast that delves into beauty and skincare from both scientific and personal angles. You'll hear about acids, creams, face masks, home remedies, and personal acne journeys from two self-proclaimed dermatures, that's dermatology amateurs, looking to improve your face and ours. Every podcast will have a similar structure. We'll talk about our recent skincare faves, the biggest skincare rumors, and examine the science behind those rumors. We want our listeners to come in with questions and leave with answers. At the end of each podcast, we will share an at-home skincare regimen with common pantry ingredients that have either worked for us or have scientific basis. So join us on our quest to learn about the science of skincare. Dermatures. I'm your host, Charmaine. And I'm your other host, Grace. And today we're going to talk about blue light. I'm actually super excited to talk about this topic, largely because it's super controversial and there is still a lot more research that needs to be done. But that being said, let's get started with how our days are going. Grace, let's make, let's talk about you. How's everything going? It's going well. Uh, got a promotion sort of at work. Nice. Um, but it's been very stressful. But I've been trying to, you know, li- you know, live uh, slowly. Not slowly, just more peace in my life. Uh, I saw an old friend yesterday, which was cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just kind of day by day. How's your day? How's your life going? Yeah, um, it's going. We went to the beach today, which was nice. I enjoyed the beach. It's always yes. a treat. Um, studying for the MCAT. Mm-hmm. As usual, not feeling like I'm getting anywhere. I need to work harder. You know what? I think it's work smarter, not harder. I think I might need to work smarter. Yeah. Don't try to go to med school. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just scam them. Seriously, though. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I'm going. You know, nothing too exciting. But yeah, let's let's talk about beauty craze. That was a short how we're doing today. Yeah, I just feel like with a Delta variant... You know, I haven't done much. I had some people visit this week, but like, <clears throat> excuse me. It's just like, I've been very busy. This week has been extremely busy with just everything. I'm just tired. I know. I mean, on that note, my trip to Texas was canceled because mm-hmm. some family members have gotten COVID. Fun. So, yay, my trip's, that ticket's going to go completely to waste. This is unfortunate, but yeah, I'd say Texas is probably not my top choice to visit at the moment. And I, I would never go to Texas unless it was for family. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, uh, anyways, beauty craze, beauty craze. So, Grace, tell me about why your skin has been looking so glowy. Uh, I don't know why my skin is looking glowy. You told me it's the sunscreen I'm using. Uh, basically, when all that sunscreen thing stuff came out recently where it said everything in sunscreen causes cancer, blah, 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 my mom and I went on this whole thing and we're like, I forget what it's called, it's the triple O's in like some chemical-based sunscreens, yeah. oxy something, something, something. Yeah. Uh, look it up. Um, they can potentially be dangerous. I don't really know. Anyway, we went out and got like the zinc-based sunscreen. Um, and yeah, so I've been using that, which I mean said it can help with acne. I have no idea. But it makes my face a little blue, but that's okay because... Yeah, it's Tacting like me. oxaloacetate, I think. It's mm-hmm. like tr- and traces of benzene. I'm looking it up. Yeah. But yeah, like, I think with mineral sunscreen, what I was telling Grace is that it contains zinc, mm-hmm. and a lot of products 
have zinc in it as that sort of anti-acne fighting ingredient. Makes sense. So Makes I'm sense. thinking that's why Grace's skin has been looking exceptionally well, which is so annoying in a good way. Yes, and then my other beauty craze thing isn't really a beauty craze thing, but um, I struggle with, like, my back hurts all the time. I think it's from sitting down and, I don't know, sleeping. She's a a writer, by the way. Yeah, and sitting in terrible positions and sleeping in bad... I'm a side sleeper, and I know know you're supposed to sleep on your back. I think that's probably the best, but you know what? I can't sleep like that. Whoever sleeps on their back is a freak. But anyway, (laughs) um... So I've been doing something now. I always roll my back out, which I think is good. I'm one of those, like, foam rollers. And then I've been doing some CBD cream on my back every night, which has helped a bit as well. So if you have some back problems or just any muscular issues or something aches, if you exercise whenever I go hiking, I have these shoes I kind of switch between. And for some of them, the other, the running shoes I wear will sometimes really mess up my ankles. I don't, they're terrible running shoes. Thanks, Nike. But anyway, uh, they mess my ankles to, like, that helps as well. So I think if you need some, like, pain relieving, CBD is good. And it doesn't have THC in it, so it's not going to get you high. So chill. Um, it does kind of smell like weed, though, which I think is funny. But, um, yeah, so that's been – that's what I've been doing. What about nice. you? Yeah, I mean, Grace has been having a good skincare moment, but nice. I have been having a bad skincare moment. I think for the past two to three weeks, I would say I've had the worst breakout of my life. I don't know why. I cannot tell you what is going on and why I'm breaking out the way I am. I actually started eating healthier. I stopped eating my grandma's oily, <laughs> scrumptious food. And I don't know. Am I going through some sort of purge? It could be that. I was going to say, actually. Yeah. It, I don't know. And it's like, I've been using different skincare, too. So could that be also something that affected my skin? Yeah, that sounds like two things that probably affected your skin. I know. Skin. Like, but then, I don't know. It's just... Because my skin has been so bad, I've been using the harshest ingredients on my face, and it's drying it out, and it's not getting better. It doesn't look that bad. I know, but it, 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 it's, it's seen better days, my okay. skin. Okay, well, it doesn't look terrible. I think it looks fine. I'm glad. I think because Grace is a nice person. No. We're I'm... a little harder on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks good. But that being said, uh, before Grace left for a trip she planned, um, I had these gigantic pieces of acne work on my face. It's just beautiful, big acne. Um, chunky, juicy ones. It's gross. Okay, we got it. <laughs> but I kind of explored a few spot treatments. I explored Mario Badescu's drying lotion, and that's something everyone talks about. Mm-hmm. I explored Carbon Theory. It's a new brand at Ulta. Oh, interesting. They have spot treatments as well. Mm-hmm. I also tried First Aid, First Aid Beauties. Yes, I think I've spot heard of Spot treatment. Did you do any of the patches, the stick-on patches? No, I, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Actually, I, I don't know why I didn't. I just... I like stick-on patches. Yeah. I think, honestly, for me, they have been the most effective in spot really? treatment. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then I tried Tula Go Away Spot Treatment. And I tried all three of them, and I will say, none of them worked as great as Mario Badescu's drying lotion. I think Mario Badescu is a, is a knockoff version of the... I can't remember. There's another drying lotion that's pretty expensive that I actually bought. Um, Kate Somerville's one? Yeah, and I didn't like it very much. Oh, really? But maybe the Mario one works better. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the sulfur. Yeah. In Mario Badescu's drying lotion and all the other spot treatments that I mentioned did well, not Kate have Somerville sulfur. Kate Somerville has sulfur. Yeah, Kate Somerville, but I didn't try hers. Yeah. Yeah, but Mario Badescu's has sulfur. The other ones didn't. Mm. And I think that's kind of the reason why it worked so well. Like, it killed my acne 
within the day I used it. Like, I used it at night, and I woke up, and that acne was killed. However, I will say, it is intensely drying. Like, that patch of skin was, like, murdered. Oh, that's okay. No more acne. Yeah. But that being said, again, there was a dark spot left over because, like, I think it killed, like, the topmost layer of my skin as well. So, if you're prone to hyperpigmentation, this might, you might want to be careful. I will say I did have that darkness, but within a week, it went away. Like, that darkness was no longer there. And if you want to learn more about getting rid of dark spots, listen to our last two episodes. One was on red light, which I think is helpful, and then the other one was... Uh, Azelaic acid. Azelaic acid. Yeah. So, that's a, a cute little plug. Yeah, absolutely. The last two episodes were great. And, uh, yeah, Mari Badescu all the way. I see why there's so much hype around that particular product. I will not be purchasing Tula. Um... Carbon Theory or First Aid Beauty. But I do want to talk about Carbon Theory's one. Yeah. They have some good ingredients. Zinc, I think, is one of the ingredients in Carbon Theory. Interesting. However, um, it leaves a white cast. And on their products, they say you can use it underneath makeup or throughout the day as, like, a spot treatment thing. But it really, it's not... I could not put any skincare on top of it, and my when I put makeup, there was still this whiteness that I couldn't get yeah, rid of. Yeah, that's why I think people don't like... And we talked about this in our... Um, what is it called? Sunscreen, sunscreen episode. episode. Like, I mean, the zinc oxide-based sunscreens are not preferred by a lot of people because they do leave a white cast or a sort of bluish one, depending on your skin tone. Um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe they're good. But maybe for makeup stuff, I mean, I yeah, it, it kind of sucked. And the Tula one, they tell you to apply it multiple times a day, but it's it has benzoyl peroxide in it. I think I remember. Um, it didn't work. I applied it multiple times a day. My Pimple didn't get smaller. Tula, I love you as a company, but that was just not a good product. It was a fail. Yeah, and First Aid Beauty was a fail all the way. I'm not even going to talk about it. It was just bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of been my little beauty craze. I've also been pra- like using a lot of different hair care products. I'm a huge AG fan. They have an AG vitamin C line, but I just found out it has DMDM Hydration. Dantin or something, um, which if you've been following beauty, you know that was something that they found in Pantene and something they found in a lot of other hair care products. What is it? It's basically, it's a preservative, but it releases formaldehyde. God damn it. And what happens is it causes a lot of hair fall. And so Mm. I went to the AG website and they had like a little asterisk on the DMDM Hydrantin, I think I'm pronouncing it wrong, but ingredient. And they said, oh, we use it in very small amounts, and it's used to preserve our product, but we're trying to figure out how to not have well, it in our product to make it better. That's interesting, because I feel like I'm always shedding, so maybe I should be more cognizant oh, of what I'm putting on Oh my on my god, hair. absolutely, because I love that sun, uh, excuse me, not sunscreen, that shampoo. Like, it gives my hair the nicest sheen, it balances the pH, and my hair just looks amazing. No other shampoo has been able to do that. Yeah. However, I've noticed when I use that shampoo, I shed a lot more. Interesting. I mean, I always shed, so... Yeah, because I was using that shampoo, and then I started using pattern shampoo. Who was it by again? Tracy Ellis Ross, daughter yeah. of Diana Ross. Yes, her yes. her little line... Not little, but... Large like, line. L- large line that she created with Ulta. And my hair fall reduced. Like, I did not see as much hair fall. Oh, okay. It is the weirdest thing. What's so, it called? DMDM? Hydantin. Hydantin, I think. Okay. Well, I'll look into that, too. Maybe it'll help with my because I'm always, I feel like my hair's always falling out. Like, I cut it short, and I was like, maybe that'll help it from falling out, but it's still, like, yeah. not in clumps, but, like, whenever I run my fingers through it, there's, like, little pieces. Whenever I take a shower, it's, like, always... Yeah, I mean, I think 50 to 100 strands are normal. I don't know what that means or what that it's looks just like. It's annoying. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's, like, so, yeah, if you guys are using shampoo, make, look it, look into it, see if it has yeah. DMDM, and 
try another shampoo. It just sucks because I really like that shampoo. Made my hair looks beautiful. Um, well, hopefully they'll fix the formula. Yeah, yeah. And then, by the way, curly girls out there, I have curly hair, and I have South Asian curly hair, which is a very distinct hair type. Um, and if you're South Asian, you know a lot of curly girl products don't work for you. They're too heavy, which is fine for other hair types, just not for ours. But Patterns Hair Care Line, oddly enough, is amazing, I think, for our hair type. I've been using their leave-in conditioner and gel, hmm. and my hair is just lightweight, it's curly, and it maintains its shape. Yeah. The leave-in conditioner, I will say, gives you a softness and does give your hair a curl. Like, it gives it a healthy, if you have curls, it gives it a healthy curl look. But there's still some frizz, and by adding that gel at the very end, all of that frizz goes away. Like, any frizz that you have, Usually, if you just put leave-in conditioner, it gets rid of it, that gel. And it's absolutely amazing. And it's a lightweight gel. It doesn't give you that country 90s, early 2000 look. Yeah. It's very lightweight. No one... <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like, that was a thing back then. Like, I know I know you're talking about, like, crunch, crunch. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't want that. Um, not at this time. No the, more crunch. Yeah, no more crunch. But, so, curly girls out there, if you don't have coarse 3B, 3C, those sort of curls, but you have a little bit like a thinner curl or just like a looser curl and you want a lightweight product, I would recommend Pattern. Um, but their shampoo is another story and I'll share that probably another day. Uh, but it's it's too, it's, it's, not, it's not as stripping. I know that sounds bad, but for certain hair types, you don't want to strip moisture. But for me, my hair gets oily. I need someone that some, not someone, <laughs> something <laughs> that leaves my scalp squeaky clean and patterns hydrating shampoo just does not do that. So. Yeah, I mean, even the word hydrating, I feel like, implies, you know, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And again, try it out if you want to see their curly hair, like, product line. I don't know about the shampoo, but hey, you should try it. I really like the brand. Yeah. Thanks, Tracy. Ellis yeah. Ross. Non-spawn. Non-sponsor. Be cool if she did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... That's for Beauty Craze. Do you have anything else to add, Grace? Anything that you love? Uh, I guess at the end of the day, I've had some trapped lips. Uh, shout out to Aquaphor for always coming in clutch. That's my final word on my Beauty Craze. <laughs> yeah, we love Aquaphor. I just bought some Aquaphor, I think, the other day. And needed, Great. Always yeah. use, honestly, if you guys are looking for, like, a lip repair. I mean, sometimes overnight masks are good. I have one. But in general, you can never fail with Aquaphor. It just, it's always going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. And that is that on that. That is that on that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So let's get started with blue lights, everyone. It's exciting. Yay. Everybody go and get some light that's blue and plug it into your light bulbs. I don't know. Go paint your light bulbs blue. I think all light has blue light. We'll, we'll explain that. But you want it to be as blue as possible for the aesthetic of this episode. Yes, but maybe not. We'll talk more about no, that. No, I know. <laughs> Okay, Grace, yeah, let's start so it. so we talked about red light last week, in case anybody missed that, um, and Charmaine gave a pretty good breakdown of what red light is. It was pretty science-y. I think my questions this time, if I'm going to try to not go as science-y. I think that if you have questions about how, like, light functions, please listen to our last episode, because there's an explanation of kind of just the structure of light and how, in general, it would penetrate your skin, not, just, not like, specifically red light. Um, although that was that episode. So, in general, last week, Charmaine, you talked about how red light is really good, and you you know, suggested that perhaps blue light and just said now blue light is not as good, but also might be okay. So blue light's controversial. Um, I, I guess what are the purposes of blue light versus red light? So if someone is getting blue light therapy, 
are they trying to do something different than they would do with red light? Maybe just quickly tell us what yeah. red light, the goal of red light is, and then what the goal of blue light is. Yeah, they have very distinct roles. Mm-hmm. So red light, as we spoke about in our last episode, really has to do with anti-aging, mm-hmm. increasing collagen production, mm-hmm. getting not rid of wrinkles, but lessening their appearance. Okay. Blue light has two functions. One for acne, getting rid of acne and acne-causing bacteria. Good. And the second is actually used in cancer therapy to get rid of cancerous cells. Interesting. Okay. So, um, I guess I guess we just kind of... How do you do blue light therapy? Let's just get yeah. into it. So, most blue light therapy is super short-term therapy. You don't okay. get blue light therapy for years and years on end. It's not end. like red light where you would go once a month. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely okay. not like that. It's, um, you know, in the realm of cancer, they use it to kill cancer cells, right? So hopefully you're not going for 10 years at a time. It's it's just, and the cancer cells are usually, like, topical, like the skin cancers yeah. um, that they want to get rid of, or not skin cancers that are, or, that, are already, that are already cancerous, but they're on the way to becoming cancerous. Mm-hmm. For those sorts of um, situations, blue light is often used. Okay. And then for acne, you know, there's a lot of people with severe acne on their face. And so... When you say severe acne, are we talking like cystic acne? Yes. Okay. Um, it not, might not always work, but people with acne on their face oftentimes have something called pea acne. We've spoken about this before. It's a bacteria found on skin and oftentimes is the reason behind acne itself. Yeah. Yeah, and so blue light kills those bacteria because, okay. uh, not to get too science but P. acnes has a compound that easily absorbs blue light. Okay. And blue light, which we will talk about more, can be toxic. And so it kills the, like, it so poisons the cells. It essentially does. It does okay. that. So I can see how it would be beneficial and also not beneficial. Yeah. So the thing is, it doesn't differentiate between bacteria and normal cells, right? Okay. So your normal cells could be getting this dose of blue light. Um, but the difference between blue light and P. acnes is that P. acnes easily absorbs it, quickly absorbs it, more often than your normal skin cells, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's usually used in short term in the skincare world. So if you were to get this, so I would you go to a spa or a doctor or both? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people sell blue light therapy um, devices. So like for home use? For home use. Would you recommend those or do you think that's so, dangerous? Um, I read online that dermatologists don't recommend that, that because there's no way of like... Monitoring the, it. Monitoring yeah. it and understanding which wavelengths because blue light spans a wide wavelength five 400 nanometers to 500 Mm -hmm. and certain wavelengths are more toxic than others and if you go to a dermatologist who has state-of-the-art um instruments yeah it's beneficial because they know exactly what they're putting on your face so definitely um with the dermatologist but there are good sides of blue light which we can talk about okay so let's talk about the good sides and maybe also personally would you get blue light therapy um if you needed it you not know, for obviously not a cancer situation. I'm talking about skincare. You know, right now I'm having a bad flare up of acne, mm-hmm. and I don't see why I would not go in to a dermatologist or someone who is trained to go in for a quick four week red light once a week sort of treatment. So red light or blue light? Sorry, excuse me, blue light. Okay. Because of the acne, um, but 
I, I don't think I want to do that right now because we interact with blue light on a daily basis. We get blue light interaction through our phones, mm-hmm. through our laptops, yeah. our light bulbs, oh, That's a good question, actually. The sun. So blue light, we're talking about the same blue light that you get glasses for when you're on your computer. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So I think everyone is aware that that blue light in general has a bad rap. Yes. Yes. Okay. And it can affect your eyes, um, but that's a different conversation. Um, but yeah, it does have a, it can have a negative effect on your eyes. But we interact with blue light all the time, and it's in the sun. So mm-hmm. you know the, the the term Roy G. Biv to understand like the yes. rainbow. So the sun, the light, which is like technically white light, it uses all of those colors. Okay. So there are green wavelengths, red, orange. You know, yellow like colors yeah. and stuff. Yeah. The wavelength, the color, the light, the color of the light, when all of those come together, they form that white light. Have you used those, like, little, what are the tops? The prism things. The tops, yeah. Yeah. And the colors, when you turn them, all the colors turn white. When you look at it, have you seen that before? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's how the sun kind of works. Okay. And blue light is in the sun. And actually, um, blue light is good for your body because it helps us know when it's light and day. It helps with circadian rhythm. Oh. So, because when blue light, when there's blue light, it's usually when the sun is out. Mm-hmm. And so the cells of your body are, are go into protective mode. And what does that mean? They know that you're, because you're out and about in the morning, there's a lot of things fighting your skin, right? Yeah. There's bacteria because you're interacting with bacteria. There is pollutants. There is the sun rays, like UVA, UVB. There's a bunch of different rays in the morning. So your skin has its own little clock. And so in the mornings, it goes in the protective mode. It's trying to protect itself. Interesting. At night, when there's no more blue light, it goes into repair mode. Mm-hmm. And so at night, your skin is actually repairing itself. So can getting this treatment affect your skin's reaction, like your rhythms? Or I mean, whatever? if you're getting it in the day, no. Okay. But the the problem is at night, you are using your laptop, you mm-hmm. are using your phone, and there was research actually showing that um, blue light increases hyperpigmentation in dark skin. Oh. And so people who the the like. If you look at your face, those who put... Usually when we use our phones, we put it on one side of our face. We usually put it on our left or right and that side. that side usually has more... Yeah, the one where the phone often goes up and, you know, people use their phone on. or their, Yeah, their phone, yeah. excuse me. That side of the face has more hyperpigmentation. Interesting. And that same research looked at UVA, UVB hyperpigmentation and blue light hyperpigmentation. And they found that UVA, UVB doesn't actually create that much hyperpigmentation, but blue light does. It mm. has... A really strong effect and it's only on dark skin they did not find that problem on lighter skins hmm. so if you're the Fitzpatrick four and five look it up if you don't know what those colors are but it's on the darker end I'm I think four or five um, and yeah I am more prone to hyperpigmentation yeah from blue light and so that's really important and you might be wondering why that's the case it's because melanin mm-hmm. like P acne's readily absorbs blue light and that's bad for those things to do not it's not bad in general but like it's bad for those it's bad for the acne, it's bad for the melanin to do that to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, you know, and just as it causes hyperpigmentation, there's another thing that blue light causes. Mm-hmm. And we speak about this all the time, but reactive oxygen species. Oh, it causes them. So so I know that that's really bad for your skin, so what are the benefits of blue light and the reactive oxygen species? How does that work? You know, that's what scientists are sort of finding kind of mind-boggling because there are beneficial aspects of blue light and it seems to help uh, deal with acne it seems to help kill cancer cells yeah but blue light like I said doesn't differentiate between good and bad cells 
And when blue light enters um, your cells, it actually promotes the proliferation of like inflammatory cytokines, which mm. are basically inflammatory compounds. Mm-hmm. And when there's inflammation on your skin, it releases reactive oxygen species. And reactive oxygen species do a bunch of different stuff, right? They kill cells and they cause DNA damage. Mm. So I think that's why blue light is often used in short term. Because yeah. theoretically, like, it kills cancer cells. And we might be asking why. Well, because that's what it's it kills doing. Cells. Yeah, yeah, it kills cells. Well, that and makes then, sense to me. But I like for skincare, what's the, what's the, the point? Acne. But like, I guess my question is, if you use it short term, is it still going to cause those reactive oxygen species? Yes, but more so on the P acne. Okay. Because P acne and normal skin cells are very different. P acne yeah. is a bacteria. It absorbs blue light much more readily. Mm-hmm. And if you're using it short term, you shouldn't see it. Okay. Effect. So how many times in your life should you? Is there like a limit how many times you should get blue treatment, blue light treatments in your so lifetime? So a lot. There isn't a set amount, but I will say blue light treatment is often paired with red light treatment. Yeah. And the reason why is because red light treatment can sort of reverse the effects of the blue light. Oh. When I say reverse the effects, it can kind of calm, it can like... It helps with aging and yeah, stuff. It ha- yeah, it helps with hyperpigmentation. Red light helps with hyperpigmentation, helps with aging and things like that. So like when you have blue light, you have the creation of reactive oxygen species. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes that breaks down collagen and elastin. But it's a double-edged sword. It's killing your bacteria, yeah. which you kind of want when you have a lot of acne on your face. Yeah. It's a great alternative, and a lot of people are actually going towards that side because we have a huge problem called antibiotic resistance yes. in this world. And especially with acne, mm-hmm. people are often putting topical antibiotic. They're also taking oral antibiotic. There's a lot of antibiotic, right? And yeah. then your body starts getting resistant to normal day-to-day bacteria, and it becomes dangerous for your body. Hmm. later on so a lot of people are using blue light instead of using antibiotics short term so they can kill off that initial bacteria and then treat it with other topical ingredients interesting so you think you don't think it's all bad then you know scientists say there needs to be more research to fully understand blue light but i don't think it's all bad like there are good sides to it and there are bad sides to it um and you have to understand the monster you're working with Mm -hmm. right like for you your skin is looking great there's no acne on it right now. And if there is, you can probably spot treat it, use benzoyl peroxide. Yeah. So but I'm not a good candidate for blue light. You're, I would say, why, why, why use waste? something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also, what's really cool with blue light, it, it helps with psoriasis. Okay, And it helps with eczema. Because it kills cells? So with psoriasis, there is an increase in T-cells. For those of you guys who don't know what T-cells are, they're basically immune cells. Yeah. So when you cut your skin, there's T-cells. Uh, when you have some sort of inflammation, there's T-cells. They are f- often fighting some sort of bacteria or trauma. Yeah. And with psoriasis, there's often an increase in T-cells on the surface of your skin. Oh, they're like overdoing yes. it. Yes, causing that inflammation, causing that scaling that's very typical of psoriasis. Mm-hmm. And so what blue light does is it's toxic for those T-cells. It oh. essentially kills them. So people who have not been um, responding, so people with psoriasis who have not respond, responded to corticosteroids, because that's often what people's people psoriasis do. are given, mm-hmm. if they don't respond to it and they're not responding to any treatment, there are specific blue light treatments that can get rid of psoriasis. And those are not like full body blue light treatments. They're just like literally lights. They, like they shine lights in a particular area of your skin with psoriasis. Yeah. So it's spot treatment for psoriasis. So in general, I know that red light we talked about sort of is like a treatment that a lot of people could do. Blue light, it seems, is more for an extreme situation where a cost-benefit analysis, it makes sense. Yeah. 
Okay. That yeah. makes, that makes but sense But also to me. understanding, there was some research, like, I don't want to make you suddenly scared of blue light either, because there was research that indicated, um, you know, being on your computer for eight hours a day did not worsen, like, did not cause hyperpigmentation and melasma. With, with darker people, there is a fear that blue light can worsen your melasma. There's mm. dark spots on your skin. Um, but the, there was a study where they found that that wasn't the case when using your laptop or your phones. Oh. So that that's interesting. But again, the research is so left and right and flippity-floppity. There's, everyone's trying to do research, by the way. I don't want, by saying this, I don't want to say research is bad. But people test different aspects of red light, and they use different aspects of red light. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So... The, maybe the blue light from your computers are not causing harm, but having a really pointed blue light device can be harmful for your skin. So understanding the research and what sort of blue light they're using is really important. Yeah. Um, does sunscreen protect against some sort of blue light? You know, that was really interesting. I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Um, sunscreen only protects you from UVA, UVB lights okay. from the sun. Right. And a lot of skincare ingredients now have been like, we protect against blue lights. And what that really means is that there are antioxidants in the sunscreen, the, the sunscreen or the skincare product. So and it's helping with the reactive oxygen species, yes. not the blue light Look itself. at Grace. I was just going to explain Science. that. Science. Yeah. Yes. So it, and, you know, the, another research found that these antioxidants really didn't do much. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Because I put it on because I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm protecting my face against my computer screen, but I guess not. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to have antioxidants. Like, vitamin C is an amazing antioxidant. But there was a research that showed that eh, it doesn't really do much. Mm. Um, again, I'm not too scared of blue light because you need it to, for your body's circadian rhythm. Yeah, just don't overdo it, it yeah, seems. Yeah, just don't overdo it. And there's so many treatments to deal with reactive oxygen species. We've spoken a lot. Yeah. Like, vitamin C... And a lot of well, other what about the we talked about antioxidants. Oh, that's your point though. Like antioxidant species isn't enough to protect against blue light in the sunscreen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I guess so we talked a little bit about eye the eye stuff and how to fix your sight. Now I was I brought up last week that Neutrogena mask that had red and blue light in it. That was a treatment that got recalled uh, because of people losing part of their eyesight or you know not, I don't know if they went fully blind but definitely had degraded eyesight. And I'm just curious, so, like, how does it affect your sight? Yeah, that's really interesting. Because your eyes have cells that are sensitive to light. Okay, yeah. Okay, there is... But why blue light? Oh, I guess Oh, yeah. There, yeah. there are three things. There's red light, blue light, and green light that your eye is sensitive to, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, because red light... Or, excuse me, because blue light is so high energy, oftentimes it can affect your eye, and, like, it's just too much for your, your eye cells. So, you know, I didn't do too much research on the effect of blue light on your eye, mm-hmm. but I just kind of did a quick Google search. Yeah. And here's the thing. Some people are saying because blue light is so much more high energy than red and green, mm-hmm. it's able to reach your retina. Mm. And that can have effects like, you know, because it's, it's kind of toxic sometimes, right? Yeah. And it can affect your retina. However... Much more reliable studies have shown that it doesn't really affect your retina and your eyes as much. It just causes eye strain because it's bright. Blue light is a lot brighter than other lights. Okay. You've noticed that, right? When yeah, you use definitely. flux or something. So it just causes eye strain. And eye strain ultimately can affect your eyes, right? Straining yeah. your eyes and having it continuously like have stimulation 
can affect the health of your eyes. Your eyes need to rest. That makes sense. But the biggest problem with blue light is its effect on sleep mm. and yeah. your um, like sleep cycle, essentially. Because when blue light is gone, you have an increase in melatonin. And yeah. you've seen melatonin for sleep, right? People usually yes. take it. You need it if yes. it's not enough in your body. Yeah, melatonin is what gives us, allows us, excuse me, to sleep. But when blue light is present, melatonin is not really being created because your body thinks it's like early in the day. Interesting. So when you have a lot of blue light devices, like your light bulbs and your laptops and all these other things, your body is not producing enough melanin to sleep. And oftentimes that's why... Not melanin, melatonin. Melatonin, excuse me. <laughs> melatonin. Um, and that is why you find yourself maybe having a hard time sleeping after using your laptop. I, that isn't the case for me usually. But I actually fall asleep, but it's not good. I think it's bad for your eyes. Yeah. yeah. I will say personally speaking, whenever I'm up all night, or not up all night, but like up at night using a laptop or phone, my skin kind of looks dead the next day, as opposed to when I just get a good night of sleep. So the real, the biggest culprit with blue light is its effect on your sleep, and that can affect a lot of other things. We can do a whole episode on sleep, but what you really want to know is sleep allows your brain to get ready for the next day and get out all the toxins. So maybe don't go on your screen right before you go to bed. Yeah, and I think it's a good habit to have. Yeah. And personally speaking, like I said, I notice my skin just looks a little dead after using. I feel devices. a little dead after using devices <laughs> for too long. That, that is true. But that being said, there's also research that indicates that the blue light that comes out of your devices are not that harsh and not that bad. Mm, It's all a scam. They're trying to sell you those dumb glasses. Yeah. Also, you can just get a filter on your computer. Daniel was like, just filter your computer because I was going to get the glasses. And I was like, oh. So, anyway. Um, I don't know if I have any more questions. Any more things you'd like to add about blue light? No. No, that's it. Um, Mm. Yeah, that's it. Short and sweet. Short and Um, sweet. And a nice little conclusion to our light episodes i guess yeah and you know i'm gonna for our at-home treatment today though i have something really fun oh, yes. for you guys give us your give us your treatment okay stare in front of your computer i'm just kidding stare in front of your computer and never look away um no i would say because i had an pimple ex- like an acne explosion the last mm-hmm. few weeks i've tried a few things you know some at-home stuff yeah did honey work not really no oh. but because that's like what everyone says you should use. And you know what? Maybe it works for some people for my acne at that time and like place it wasn't working. But what did work and you need to be very careful with is garlic. I've heard garlic is quite good for killing bacteria. Yes. Yeah. So what I did is I mushed up a little garlic and put it on my face. But please do not sleep with it overnight. Please do not keep it on your face more than 10 minutes. Please. It's harsh. Please, and it smells please. bad too. Yes. It smells <laughs> bad. But also... I made a mistake of keeping it on overnight, and my skin was so dried, peeling, and dead. Like, it was burnt. It burnt my skin. It burnt my skin. So your advice is to make people do this. Yeah, just do it for a little bit, like 10, 15 minutes max, and it does wonders. 15, like, if your skin can take it. Mm. But, like, 10 minutes max. Like, don't I'm thinking start at 5, but yes. Start at 5. If you really need 10, please don't go above 15. You're actually entering death territory. Um... But that thing works. It killed one of my ac- one of my pimples really yeah, fast. Yeah, garlic is very antifungal, antibacterial. Um, I think it's like just makes you healthy. It's like known as like a blood cleanser, I think, as well. Wow. Yeah. All those allium like uh, onions, garlic. I mean, that's why animals like cats and dogs can't actually eat it very much because it makes them like internally bleed. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't know that. But did garlic really work for me? Yeah. And I am in awe. 
in yeah. awe. Exciting. Thanks, yeah. Charmaine. Everybody loves garlic. I love garlic. I think we all have it in our pantry. Well, I wouldn't say all, but a Most lot of us. people. If you don't, I hope you have a health reason for it, because otherwise yeah. your food probably tastes bad. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah. So, I guess, dermatures, that's it for today. We It's a pretty small episode, but blue light is controversial, and it's interesting, and it's a double-edged sword. And... The reason why it's so short, actually, is because in almost every paper I read, they always say there needs to be more research done on blue light. Like, it's just, it's one of those things where we need much more research to really understand how it works yeah. and what it so does. So maybe a blue light part two in a couple of years? Who knows? I know. That'd be really fun, Grace. Yeah. That'd be real fun. And people do okay. research on blue light. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I hope you learned a little bit about the science behind blue light and are able to make more informed decisions on whether you should incorporate it into your life. And as usual, if you'd like to read a summarized version of this podcast, feel free to visit our website at thenaturaldialogue.com, where we post articles in all things science and skincare. Also, all the papers used for the research on this podcast are on the website, too. Yeah, and if you would like to know us personally, even though we haven't really been posting, so stay tuned before we do some fun stuff. But our TikTok and our Instagram is still up and around, and we will try to add more for you guys so you have something interesting to look at. It's at the Natural Dialogue as well. Yeah. Great, so have a beautiful rest of your day, Germatures. Bye. Bye. Natural Dialogue is a podcast created, written, and produced by Charmin Shinor and Grace Wood. Find us on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud at The Natural Dialogue.